1: Hello, good evening and welcome to The Talking Cop on this Monday night. Um, me and Kev tonight, and we're going to talk through a couple of topics in the next hour or so. Well, definitely just the next hour or so. And then we're going to leave you all alone until tomorrow morning. Um, what do I want to say first? I want to say welcome to Justin Collins, the newest member, um, of the, the Nippy Carpathians, Nippy Carpathians <coughs> bar is what we call our membership as we, it's a, it's a running joke. Don't worry about it. Welcome to Justin. Loads of people dropping in here now. Um, Kev, how are you? I'm not too bad, how are you? I'm great. Go I on. am, I'm great. I'm, um, yeah. First day back? Yeah, first day Did
0: you day enjoy back? the peace and quiet today? Oh, this
1: peace and quiet was amazing. <laughs> um, kids went off to school, youngest is only 9 to 12, but that three hours was amazing. Um, I yeah. can get back to some sort of normality now, I can do shows in the morning, um, this show tonight, and we keep as many going as we uh, as we can throughout the week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's first day back to work for me, and it was one of those days today. We were out in minus two, putting up a marquee for a guy that we never never knew it was happening. We got told at about 5 to 9 this morning. By the way, we're all out putting up a marquee today. Oh,
1: well. Freezing but, me your balls off. I know,
0: freezing my balls off, and it was just a nice day to be out, because mm-hmm. it was crisp. It was sunny. It was just a nice day day to be. Nice to be back with the lads as well. Yeah. You know, see see people find, you know, how they got on over Christmas and New Year's and what have you. Yeah. And just a general catch up and everything. But like you said, back to a bit of normality. Yeah. So
1: I, yeah, I, no, I enjoyed I, it. Uh, my, my days are always mad with different <laughs> things going on with work and yeah, everything yeah. else, but um, I enjoyed the fact that it was just a normal madness today, um, rather than the madness where you're trying to do everything and yeah. the kids are bleeding, going rash around the place. And, but um, no, it was good. Um, what did I want to say to you? I was going to talk about this at the end, but I'm going to start with it. Um yeah. So uh, we decided, me, you and Emma, that we're going to try to lose a bit of in 2024. Uh, we started a week ago. We started on New Year's yeah. Day, no just mess about um and we're getting on well, aren't we? We're doing really well. We're
0: doing yeah. really well. Um, enjoying it as well. Yeah. And that's the that's the most important thing. Because I got a call last week to because I listened to the radio in the mornings and I put they were talking about weight loss programs and what have you. They had a dietitian on the on the show. So I texted and said, Look, I'm doing it again this year. I'll probably fail again but I'm going to do it again. So they called me back. Do you want to come and take a call on it? Yeah, okay, fair enough. So I went on. And it's it's literally, I think the difference for me this year is doing it with others yep. makes a massive difference. It's so yep. easy to lose weight. Everyone can lose weight. We all know what to do. It's the discipline of sticking with it. If you're on your own, that's really tough to do, especially like on a Saturday night. Like Emma had an episode this Saturday night where oh. he had the Chinese. You know? and it's we
1: like, have we have the we have the we have a WhatsApp group between the two. Tru- we have a WhatsApp group. Yeah. Well, we're, we're telling each other what we're eating each day. We're showing each other what we're what mm. preparing and stuff like that. And it's all yeah. about preparing food because you can't just go down the shop and buy a roll. You can't stop in the drive through exactly. and stuff. Um, Emmett says there seventy pounds. Yeah, seventy in pounds in weight we've lost combined this week in the first week, and yeah. I think that's just us just eating properly because the exercise there's a little bit there from all of us a small bit my yeah. first real day of it was today i done. not i ended up 6k walking today um oh, nice which was good and you're about 500 calories doing that um but yeah. I, I find it i find it funny because like um you you are worried about going back to work and the lads going to i the was terrified and going to the, the thing yeah i was the same dropping the kids off at school easiest thing to do was walk in and Go into the shop and oh, give us a blade and few sausages on a roll there or whatever. Um, yeah. and Emmett just like literally can't go past the drive through like McDonald's <laughs> without stopping yeah. and even saying hello to them. So, um, yeah, that's, we've had some funny incidents even where Emmett's adding up his calories and then going, Oh. <laughs> I'm 500 down this today. Can I add them into tomorrow? You know, and he was walking around the gaff looking at all the calories and everything during the week. And he, he contemplated drinking a bottle of Madry because it was only 175 <laughs> calories in it.
0: But now, um, Emmett's the worst of the
1: three of us because Emmett has
0: got this thing where he'll scan barcodes. Oh, he's scanning, um, but he's,
1: he's, he's, he's like, he'd be lethal on the tail in he would. He'd be lethal. Like, do you know the way in Little and Aldi they have to scan real quick? Emmett would be lethal. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But, oh, um, he'd be deadly. Yeah, like, here says, I bought runners, running runners to use in the new year, still haven't used me. I bought a pair, um, Hocket is the name of them. H-O-K-A. And my God, it's like walking on air. You don't even feel like your feet are touching the ground. It's mad. Um, so if you are going to try to lose weight and you're going to walk or run, buy a good pair of runners. Um,
0: oh, definitely 100%. Genuinely,
1: genuinely, the difference it makes. But yeah, do you know what? I'm enjoying it. Um, do
0: it with someone. Do it with someone. Yeah, a group. yeah, yeah. And even if, if you, you want, even if you people,
1: want to, even if you want to join us, let us know, because we lodge yeah. into the WhatsApp group. Um, and what Absolutely. we do is we literally weigh ourselves every Monday morning. And then through the week, we're yeah. showing each other, like, Kev's making this. And I go, oh, that looks nice. And we're making it and stuff like that. And I know this is meant to be a football podcast. And people are probably tuned yeah. in to go, what That's about the cup draw? But we're doing <laughs> we'll, this as well, well just that. for a bit of crack. yeah, um,
0: yeah. Uh, do you know what the best thing is? I've rediscovered cooking. And mm. I know how to cook. But it's really nice to be able to go and... Cook proper food and I'm really enjoying that part of yeah. it. Something that I haven't done in a long time. Yeah. I'll get you find the air to... now, bang chicken and chips in there, that's fine. But when when you're actually cooking from scratch,
1: yeah. It's it's, it's brilliant. I, I, I stick I'm a podcast it. It. I used to podcast yeah. in here and just and just cook me dinner. And I usually go mm-hmm. into the kitchen, cook me dinner in a half an hour, sit down at the table on my own, eat it, listen to a podcast, looking at my phone, yeah. and I I'm not even noticing like <clears throat> uh you know, in the morning time getting up and my thing was I was terrible for eating in the morning. My thing in the morning was always up, cup of tea, two sugars in it to get me going, uh, go out for a smoke, come back in, bring the kids to school, grab a sausage roll or grab a hot chicken roll, come home, eat that, sit waiting for the kids to come home, do a bit of walk and I was doing and now I'm up in the morning, three wheat a weeks in a bowl, cup of tea, no sugar, um, and maybe a a bit of fruit, and then I'm and I'm I'm not even I thought I'd be like you know, when is it gonna be one o'clock, two o'clock, so my I'm gonna eat me lunch? Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm picking up an apple nope. here, I'm picking up um a rice cake here, here or there. It's it's actually much easier than you think, but it's all about it is. keep going. It's discipline.
0: Um, it's discipline. It's discipline. It's discipline yeah. in doing it and being pushed. Having the I think with with lads doing it as well. No offense to any women, any of the girl ladies who are listening at the minute. With lads doing it, there's a bit of a competition edge as well. But well, we've made our competition.
1: Yeah, no, no. Don't get all me right. wrong. Look, we've made it a competition yeah. because what we've said is we're all going away to Liverpool in May. Look, like we, um, we do every year, and we basically said, "Look, we're going to do this. If any of you give up, we're going to absolutely rip you asunder in Liverpool. But you can pay for all the drink while you're at it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Um that's what we're doing Johnny Dulles says sign me up play his own game Johnny if you want to do it with us, no bother to tell me you can absolutely do it Dylan says love it lads me and the owl lad are training for the marathon this year wow he's down oh, well nine done. and a half stone since the middle of oh. last year wowzers
0: oh Dylan well I, done I've man. met your dad congratulations
1: I'm trying to think nine and a half stone that is serious going, like, that is a joke. Hawkers, the dogs, danglies, yeah. The hawkers' shoes sh- sh- are unbelievable. I struggle with the discipline, says Chris, uh, to stick to eat properly. So for last yeah. year, I've been sticking to the gym routine, slowly starting to see the, and feel the benefits. Someone said that, uh, go swimming. <coughs> Midnight Hawker said that. The thing about, I, I have a membership to a gym, which has a pill and all them other bits the kids and my wife use every week they go up they swim they, they they you know my wife then goes up sauna and all that sort of stuff um and I'm going to try to get to it twice a week where I go up and use the treadmills up there and then go in and have a swim mm. um my job says you have to have cheat days I have two days a week where I just eat what I want sometimes I go mad but most of the time I don't feel like eating too much yeah that is important because actually if you give yourself one day or one big meal like on a Saturday night yeah. Smash it into you it because it'll trick your body, and then when you get back to you, the normal eating or the eating not a good eating. It, it it actually it doubles down on it. Smash um, it again, yeah. Emmett says, "I I can't. I never realised how easy it is. Than <coughs> is to make a fucking omelet. Like Jesus Christ, it's three eggs in a pan. You know what I mean? Just leave it. Just put them in the pan. Put in and it leave you them want there. In it. Do you know what I mean? You just whisk you know, them. Put throw much... them in the pan anyway." I don't know what
0: we're worth. Let's chat
1: some football. Let's yeah, well, I don't know. We're, I can't even find the time here now. I'm <laughs> all over the bleeding place. Nine minutes in, we're talking about. Nine um, But look, um, you'd be surprised just walking 20,000 steps a day can make. 20,000 steps is lo- like loads. Like a I, lot. I, walked, I walked 4k this morning and it was 5,500 steps. So 20,000 yeah. steps is like 20k a day nearly. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. That's I, you. Which,
0: I did about, I did nearly 7,000 today, uh, yeah. mainly in work. And a lot of it was lugging stuff around as well. And I'll see, I'll know next week when I weigh, because I'm not weighing through the week. I'll weigh every Monday.
1: No, we're only doing it well, on a Monday.
0: Yeah. I'll know the difference of when I'm having a week, when I'm off for, off for a week, and I'm basically sofa surfing for a week, and when I'm actually out physically working for a week. And yeah. I'll see the difference because my diet won't, my food intake won't change between the two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: well,
1: that'll be interesting to see. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going mad on it. Like I'm well, my, as I said, my biggest thing was eating in the morning. I could go, I could go all day without eating, but then I just binge on something. Do you know what I mean? But now I'm, I'm up and I'm like breakfast. I'm leaving me lunch till probably two, half two. And then I'm leaving me dinner till seven. So I'm actually full. Like I don't need me dinner at nine o'clock tonight that means I won't eat now till tomorrow. Yeah. And I've got me three meals in. I've had the odd apple rice cake and stuff like that. Loads of water. Cheat day is a mistake. Have a cheat meal instead. Yeah, I didn't even have a cheat meal over the weekend. I didn't. No. Um, I just, I'm just eating my normal stuff, but that's what we're doing. Um, we're just doing yeah. it for a bit of crack. If anybody wants to join us, let us know and we, you can join us, you can weigh yourself and let's all try to do it together. But me, Kevin, Emma are trying to do our best. Um, and the fact that we're doing it together will make us stick out, I think. We just make go. us stick it uh, Yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. Well, anyway, there's your um, nutritional update for the week. Um, sorry about <laughs> that. If you're watching now and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And if you're listening later, again, I apologize. Um, anyway, on to some football. Um, the FA Cup draw has drawn Liverpool at home to Norwich or Bristol Rovers. I asked the lads on the show last night what would you take. A few of them said, "Yeah, home to anyone." A few of them said, ah, "An easier way I'll do." But Kev, you can't argue with that draw.
0: It's it's perfect for us. Um, I mean, look, if it's Norwich, it's great. Given the timing of it as well, look, it's the end of the month. We'll have now after the Fulham game and an, a nice eleven-day break. So to come back and play a side like Norwich who will try to play football is ideal, is perfect. Bristol Rovers are a different kettle of fish. They'll put five behind the ball and try to hit you on the counter and make it a bit more difficult, but you'll have the ball more. But it's a perfect draw for us and it's it's reward. It's just reward, really. Because look, away to Arsenal in the third round of the FA Cup is a tough, tough day, day out for anyone. And the fact that we come through that, it's almost like, yeah, we were due one, you know, because our cup draws over recent years have been tricky, to say the least. So, and there's some other spicy ties in there as well Spurs City, know, Spurs City, um, Chelsea Villa. Looking there now, Chelsea Villa. This is what I mean. I assume Manchester United are going to go through. You also were, got Fulham, with Newcastle,
1: looked, when I when I checked, yeah,
0: yeah, Fulham, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Brighton. Palace Everton are a club with everything that you're hearing today. Need a cup run financially. You know, so Palace Everton against Luton or Bolton. This FA Cup could open up kind of like the League Cup did. You know, the League Cup opened right up for us when a lot of, a lot of other sides, top, top quality sides went out early and. It's looking like... I mean, I was looking tonight there just out of curiosity to see what were the odds. I just... I mean, people in the chat, you guys can throw in what odds do you think. What odds do you think it is for Liverpool to do the quad at the minute?
1: Oh. Oh. I'll give you a comparison. No, I'll give you an odds. I'll give you an odds on it. I think... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I'd say that probably... They're probably about eight to one for the Europa League, you? They? Uh, no, they're probably Europa a bit League, less
0: that. Europa League, Liverpool are eleven to five favourites. 11, uh, eleven to five. Eleven five. Well then, the, well then, yeah. to
1: win the quadruple, you're probably looking at somewhere around fifteen to one.
0: Dylan O'Rourke is spot on.
1: 250 to 1. 250 to, to 1 and 11 to 5 to win the Europa? Yeah. I suppose you have to add up the odds. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, in yeah. fairness.
0: Liverpool are 11 to 5 to win the Europa League. Bayern Leverkusen second favourites, 11 to 2. Then you've got AC Milan, 9 to 1. Brighton are 14s. West Ham are 16s. Then you'd have to Roma, Lance, Benfica. Mm hmm. You know, so I think our best chance of winning silverware this year how, is the Europa League.
1: How how do we get onto this? Because I want to talk about this later.
0: We'll talk. Well, we'll get to it in a minute. But I was shocked that for Liverpool to win, because I think the cup treble is well on. I think the cup treble is well on. With that I was going to say cup with court.
1: that draw, then, right? With that draw, you you get. Like, Shawnee said something last night. He said, "Look, the best time to win the FA Cup is probably in the third round." Right, because it, it then sets your path for the rest of the season, really. You, you manage Europe. Yeah. The, the, the League Cup is going to be out of the way by mid-February, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah. Somewhere around there, late, late February or wherever it is. Well, 8th February is the final, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of sets your path. 24th to f- 25th of February is uh, the final. Yeah. Um, And I was thinking about that this morning, and I said to myself, if Liverpool get a draw here where you kind of go, all oh, right, okay, we're in round five now. Right. If you get through that, you're in round five. And next, the next one's a quarter final. Um, Yeah. You know, it's. I think it's. I think it's a draw that's more or less put the FA Cup somewhere where you might not be able to write it off. You know what I mean? Like if if Liverpool were if Liverpool were say eight clear in the league or ten clear in the league, out of the league cup, and Europa League. We weren't great in it, but we had to go through a qualifying round and there was loads of stuff going on. You'd say to yourself, yeah, that FA Cup probably needs to be knocked on the head. A bit like, I'll still say it, I'm knocking all the Cups on the fucking head if we're in a title race. And we need to fucking rest players on the Tours tonight, especially. I'm knocking them all on the head. I don't care about winning one, two, three or four. I want the league title, yeah. Um But that draw... Is a really good draw, Kev, to kind of map it it and puts it there where it makes that decision to drop it a little bit harder.
0: More so with who's got who, someone, some big sides are going out, and you'll always get a a shock going out as well. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the the Norwich at home, and it probably will be Norwich at home, is ideal. I looked at the lineup they put out at the weekend. They still have your man Sargent playing up front for you know i i don't pay any really real attention to what what Norwich are doing at the minute i pay even less attention to the gas so it's like to me the fa cup could open up really nicely and just right look the league cup is on your doorstep i still don't think a semi final against fulham is a gimme you know that game that we won 4-2 in the league was not the easiest of games um and we don't have a full string side for the first leg, as much as the performance yesterday was good, you know I don't think Fulham are a bad side. I think they're a very well coached side, and they got some really good, a couple of really good players. So that'll that'll be a test. But I honestly look at the sides that are left in the Europa League, and outside of Bayer Leverkusen, there is nothing in that competition that would give you the willies at all. Mm. You know, so I honestly think that one is definitely on. League Cup is definitely on as well, no doubt. FA Cup could happen. You know, that could open up. The hardest one of the lot is the league. No doubt no doubt about that whatsoever. Because of, I think the depth in the league this year, the depth in the Premier League this year is is mental. You know, there's literally players in every single side up and down the league that can cause you trouble on their day. There is, for once, this is a one season where there is absolutely no gimmies. For any side, you seen sides taking on Man City this season that never would have before. Yeah, you know they used to turn, turn tail and run. They you know, almost like <laughs> rest their main players. It's going to Man City. We don't. We're not even bothering to try. That doesn't happen, and that's not happening this season. Sides are having a proper go. So
1: it's um, we could
0: win. Anything. We
1: could win nothing. Well, I was going to talk about what our ambition should be for the season, but you've brought that in in the first question. How you've done it, you fucker! But let let us stick with it before we move on to other things, right? Um, with the squad as it is now, and let's presume there's no additions made in January, which I don't think that will be. I'm being honest. Um. You have got Salah to come back. You've ended to come back. You have Sabah's will be back. Looking at the squad from yesterday, really. You look at that and you've yeah. got Sabah's You've got Salah. You've got Endo to come back. Maybe Thiago comes back again. You know, I don't know if Boicetich comes back at some stage towards the end of the season. Look, Arj says there, you know, I'd swap the cups for the league and I'm, I'm in the same boat. You know, oh, yeah. I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat. Because if, if you win, if you win a Europa League and a League Cup, People go, Yeah, but you you were top of the league in January and you didn't win it. Whereas if you get knocked out of them cups because you've gone and won a league title, people you won't even think master. you won't even think about them cups. You've won the league title. No. So, what do you think Liverpool's ambition for the season should be? Realistically, do you think Liverpool should, with the squad they have, players coming back, and look, fingers crossed, suspensions and injuries aren't too harsh on us, because you will get them between now and the end of the season. Is Liverpool's ambition to be, you have to go for the league, and if other stuff comes, fair? Or should Liverpool be going, we have every chance to win all of this? I
0: think Klopp will... Me. And I think some of the senior players will literally go into a mentality of the next game and the next game and the next game. It's uh, fans, us, we will talk, we'll talk about quads and cup trebles and doubles and what have you all, all day long. I honestly think the players are going to just look at the next fixture, get that one, put it away next fixture. They'll just go, they'll get into a rhythm. You still got Robertson to come back. You got Simicast to come back. Bar Matip is the only one out for the season. Yeah. You're looking at players who have come into the club who don't know what it's like to win a league or win this league, but they're all... They are. They look like they're made of the right stuff. With the, They have the right character coming into the club. They're signing club captains, international captains. They all seem like they're pulling in the same direction. I mean, the transfer policy for Liverpool at the minute is second to none. And when it comes to this January window, you've got to almost put your hand up and say, yeah, whatever the club decides at the minute, because they've earned that right after what they did this summer. It's. Um, I think we have to come out of this season with some silverware. I think I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised if we don't. The league is definitely on because we're such a hard side to beat. Even the, ga- the games that we lost, we lost, they were our own mistakes. I think Man City probably is the one side that you look at when we lost, when we played Man City. That was a tough one. But the rest, of, the rest of the games were our own fault in a lot of ways that we dropped points. And this side is only going to get better. The more it plays together, the more it gels, the better they're going to get. And. I think if they get in if they get that mentality and that habit of winning games, we people talk about Man City getting on a run. We can definitely get on a run. And there's nothing to say that we can't put a run for the next three months. That game yesterday, that first half, we should have been out of sight. Arsenal should have been ahead with the chances they missed. They had good chances and they missed good chances. The fact that we stuck in it and come away with a 2-0 win away from home in that in that game speaks volumes for the second half of the season because if that had gone the other way and Arsenal had, had put two or three past us in the first half and we folded and made up the excuses, well, we haven't got Virgil, we haven't got Salah, Endo's away, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I think we could have gone the other way. It really could have gone the other way. The fact that we are where we are now, having come through that with a positive result is fantastic. It only bodes well for the rest of the season. I think, hand and heart, I could see us definitely coming away with two trophies this season.
1: Okay, well, this, this is my take on it. I think the League Cup has no bearing on anything else, so I think the League Cup should be gone on one. Okay? You will basically get through a semi-final in the next two weeks. And you'll play a final in the end of February, which would mean that your game at home at Luton would have to be moved. Okay, so yeah. I think that is there for the winning. Okay, that's absolutely fine. Then I think the FA Cup might be the one that suffers. I think if we get to, if we get into if we go deep, like we're in the last sixteen of that Europa League, right? Aren't we? Yeah. We yeah yeah great yeah.
0: group
1: yeah. Yet, draw, so. draw still to come in that. <laughs> yeah, in. but it doesn't matter. We we were in the last 16 of that, right? Mm. Um I think the FA Cup I just think the way the FA Cup is formatted this year where someone's on weekends, you might get a Friday night games, someone's on Tuesday, it's all over the place. They've ripped the heart out of the FA Cup, to be honest with yeah, you. Have, yeah. Um and I think that's one where it might go. I think the, to do four trophies is someone said it. They're on impossible. I agree. I just think there's so yeah. many games thrown in there. You get rearranged games for different things um and that brings you to the FA Cup. Like the replays is, is a joke. Like they should just do away with the replays. If you're going to rip the heart out, just do away with the replays as well. Because you're asking teams to play on Mondays and Tuesday nights, and then oh by the way, you're playing next Tuesday as well because you've a replay or you've no winter break now because you've a replay. It's it's a joke. I think it's I think the Europa League. If it comes down to it, I think the FA Cup might be sacrificed. And I mean, what I mean by that is, he might put out a team where you go, oh, that's not very strong, but we might be playing on the tours yeah. the night, or we might be playing the league during the week, or we might be doing something. Um, You know me, I'm an optimist. I've said it for ages, the league the league is there to be won. And I don't care anyone says. Like, Bears is there, don't forget City are coming. Someone else said, you know, Haaland and this, that. Haaland's been in that team most of the season. Kevin De Bruyne yeah. is being absolutely run ragged by Man City to try to get him back. And he's been in an awful fucking state for the last, over a year. So we don't know what way he comes back, but he's a brilliant player. But at the end of the day, they're none of our business. Our business is against all the other teams. We'll play them once between now and the end of the season in the league. Every other team, they don't have Kevin De Bruyne, and they don't have Haaland, and they don't have this other, they are against Liverpool. And if we beat every other team in this division come the end of the season we we'll would be champions that's it Yeah, you know what I mean now people will argue no you wouldn't because if they win every game and you beat they, City beat you they'd lose by a point both teams aren't winning every game right but what I'm saying is if we look after our business I think the league's there to be won and I've no problem being put my hand up to be slapped I've no problem at the end of the season where we come third and we've had an awful time in March and people go oh you said the league was it was it is there to be won we didn't win it that's life yeah. I I'm going to put it out there I think I think Liverpool could do three. I think they could do the league and the Europa League. I think they could actually do the league in Europa League because they will be used to that routine. Don't worry about the Thursday Sunday stuff. It's fine. No. It's absolutely fine. You you will get people going. Ah, look, but we're playing after the most weekends. Chances are you aren't because if City are playing, they're probably playing on Sunday at the four o'clock. Yeah, we play Sunday at two. So. I think they would look after themselves. The FA Cup, I think, might get sacrificed in some sort of way. I think the League Cup's there to be won. So I'm going to throw it out there. I think Liverpool can win three trophies this season. And we we could come out with none. We could come out with. We could come out with. Ah, bleeding. Dodgy fucking. Dodgy result in Europe. Through an FA Cup game because we had a big game in Europe. League Cup final didn't go well. Fulham were great in the semi final. We lost the league by a couple of points. But people will go. But yeah, at the start of the season, we all thought, just get in the top four. You know, the sort of way. And your season is fine. So your season looks fine anyway. I'm, um, I'm, I'm really excited about what Liverpool's ambition could be for this season. And the one thing that's, that, that's popping me there is Klopp. Klopp looks so fucking wound up for this. He looks like he's a coiled spring every time he's on the touchline now. And it's not true frustration. It's not true. You know, oh, he could be better. It's I think he's genuinely excited by this Liverpool side. I think, I think he was, I think he was quite, could have been quite down after the summer because of what certain players done in order when they were leaving the club and stuff like that. And he could have been quite down, but I think the players that they've brought in has given him a, a new kind of pep to what he's doing. You know what I mean? He looks like he's, he's bouncing again. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, um, I think Liverpool have a great chance of three trophies here. I think one could be, one is quite close. Um, One is up there to be one. And the other one, we're in the last 16 of and as you said, there's no one to fear.
0: No, definitely not. I mean, the, the one thing we'll, we'll chat about Klopp in a minute, but when you look at the fact that if you get a Europa League run and you get a Premier League run, the whole squad, all 23, are in the same boat. They're all playing because they know or they're all up for it because they know there's minutes available right the way through to the end of the season. You're not going to play the same eleven Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Klopp will rotate. He will make three, four, five changes a game from Thursday night to Sunday, and he will ex- he will demand that the standards are the same. And that that buzz keeps everybody involved. There'd be nothing worse for for a squad of, and it is a big squad. You know, it is a, a squad like we saw yesterday, down to the likes of Bobby Clark and some of the younger kids as well. Uh, Connor Bradley that has a bit of quality about them, and if you're out of everything, you're only really going to be using your normal first eleven, your normal bench, and if anyone gets injured, someone might come in. The rest of them are sat there twiddling their thumbs, turning up to training, going through the motions. You know, whereas the more you're, sorry, the more Cups you're involved in, everyone gets a buzz out of it. And it can only be a positive for us. It can only be a positive for for the club because it keeps everyone fit. It keeps everyone on point. And Klopp must be looking at it, licking his lips, thinking like, I knew we bought well, but I didn't know we bought this well. Because I... Don't say, I think, when he's always asked the question, are you ahead of schedule? And he always deflects it. He's definitely, we're definitely ahead of where he thought we would be. That's why he's buzzing on the sidelines.
1: I think when you look at that game yesterday, just with regards to Klopp's, you know, Klopp's kind of mentality and even the confidence that's going through maybe a fan base now. You know, there's a difference between confidence and excitement and entitlement, you know. Liverpool are entitled to win nothing. Nobody's entitled to win anything, right? Unless you're cheating, and then you feel you probably are entitled to win because you're doing you're doing all the work plus you're cheating. Um, and we know where that goes. But I, when I looked at that game yesterday, off the back of it, I thought to myself, the difference here for us is, and it's, and, and it's something that I've taught for a long time, if you have players available to play, there's loads of football here for you. Loads of it. Because you will get a fella getting the odd injury here. Sob was out over a couple of games. Graven will jump in there. He's going to have a a chance of a little run here. Elliot might get a couple more starts. And the difference between now and maybe previous seasons was when we lost certain players, the players that were meant to be there, not as backup, but meant to be the squad members that can take the load, weren't there. They were injured. They were injured. They were unavailable. You know. And when I looked at that game yesterday and, and the game finished, I went, now there's a team you could put out. In a cup game. There's a team you might put out at home in Europe. There's a team you might put out in a certain league game. If you're heavy favourites. And you need to just change around a little bit. Because of another big cup game during the week. Or another big uh, Europa Europa League game during the week. And that's what gives me the confidence. In what Liverpool are doing. You have a group of players there. That for the vast majority. When we get injuries. Which are coming in ones and twos the odd time. We have players there ready to step in. And go I'll play. You know, McAllister's yeah. out for six weeks. Endo comes in and just goes, listen, I'll play every three days for the next six weeks. And then I'll go out and play in the Asia Cup. And he's been excellent. You know, um, Van Dyke goes down in, uh, goes down sick. Quan comes in. I'll play, you know, and he's grand. We're not going into it going, oh, fucking hell, he's out. And this fella's coming in or this fella can't come in because he's injured. So now we're playing some 17 year old and there's going to be awful for the young flat and awful for the team. And it just, that's, that's where it's given me the confidence and the, I'm kind of bouncing into games going, you know what, I don't, I do care what 11 goes out on the pitch, because I have an 11 in my head most of the time that I go, that that team will bleed and beat most. But I'm I'm that's starting to weigh weighing on me now, where I'm kind of going, they're all, it's all, it's a squad game 100%, I've said that for so, so long, it's a squad game, but I have so much more confidence in the fact that what we have in the squad, and how much they're being called upon, it's not like you're seeing a midfielder that's getting no games, and then playing it. For the first time in six weeks It's not happening Kev It's simply not happening All the forwards are playing All the midfielders are getting time And even when they're all fit They all seem to be getting games Someone seems to pop up Curtis Jones not seen for three games Bang he's back in You know what I mean Someone seen Not seen for two games Bang he's back in All the defenders are getting games So nobody's rusty here Nobody's rusty Am I not being left with This fella's to start Injured This fella would usually step in Injured What we're down to Bobby Clark, right? No, I'm nothing against Bobby Clark, but it's still a young flip being put into a team when it's probably a key game. And that's where I just, you know, someone mentions Joe Gomez, Bear mentions Joe Gomez there. Joe Gomez comes back in, looks rejuvenated. It's like <clears throat> often the words I said, it's, you know, it's a squad game, everybody plays a part. But this really feels, Kev, like everybody is actually playing a part. They're actually playing I a think- part, they're not just a number there.
0: I think you've got to look at it as well. I think the likes of Joe Gomez, Trent as well. I think even, um, Kanate yesterday. I think they're loving the responsibility. I think Joe's tra- transformed himself into almost like a utility defender, but he's loving the role. He can, he can see a future for himself in the role. And like I said, there is minutes available for everyone. The, the advantage going back from this generation to previous generations, the five-sub rule. And you've seen it with Klopp, he makes his subs. He'll usually make two on the hour. He'll make another two on 75 and another one later on. So there's 16 players going to get a match day appearance every game. And we're playing a game every three to, three to four days. We have six available midfielders normally without Thiago and Stefan. So those six are playing for three positions and usually two of those are being changed for someone to come off the bench. So five of the six are involved all the time. This is why we need to play. We need Thiago back just to to share the load a little bit into the second half of the season. But when you break the squad down as to what it is, you're three forwards that play. Two of them are going to come on the sub. So that's five, five out of the six. Same at the back, you've eight defenders. He probably doesn't change the back line often he might make one change costless for Robertson he doesn't but the back the center back pairings are very rarely the same game to game, so usually three from three from two will play one game a week. Virgil will usually play two if it's a league and a big game, and the other his partner will be rotated between the two games. so everyone is involved. But we need, we almost need everyone available, as many as possible available, because everyone <laughs> will get minutes. Everyone
1: yeah, will get minutes Yeah, but everyone is getting minutes. and Yeah. Like Chris is there, uh, Chris Golding says, Gav, I agree, but I would suggest this is how it looks with results going our way. And I know what he's saying there, he's saying, look, if the results weren't going our way, we'd be saying, look, these players are coming in, chopping, and changing. But this is where it comes back to it the progression in the squad are we ahead of schedule are we not like if Liverpool like I think it's key here we're talking about possibly winning a couple of trophies three trophies four trophies one two whatever it might be I'm talking about bouncing into games because we have this and that you and know I think it's extremely important that if Liverpool for some reason in February and it's very possible that in February Liverpool go through where they win one league game in four Right. Yep. They win when they draw when they lose two, And you're kind of going, ah, that's the bubble burst. I think it's extremely important to turn around and go, well, hold on. Let's have some perspective on this. Right. Let's have some perspective on where we thought we were going to be, what they've done so far this season. And I think sometimes we're too quick to go, ah, that's it. You know, ah, what do we do? Means nothing. This, they were shy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know people will turn around to me and go, yeah, well, would you not have some perspective on what we could win because of where we are? Oh, yeah. I am, but I'm, what I'm saying is, is that just for me, the way this squad is looking and it just feels to me like there's a, and it Klopp's the biggest thing for me, the the, the way Klopp is looking, I think always reflects in his Liverpool side if he's bouncing, yeah. this Liverpool team are hard to be. if he looks very frustrated, Liverpool can go a bit flat for me they can, you know, he brings so much to this, that what I'm looking at now is I think he's a manager that's He's ahead of the schedule with this team, Kev. Yeah. And his attitude and his outlook and the way he's projecting himself tells you that. It absolutely tells you that. It feels to me like we will get a minimum requirement done this season and we're going to have a great time doing it because we're way ahead of what we thought we would be. Do you know what I'm sort of say? Like mm-hmm. if you, if you look at the players we brought in and then look at going back to players we brought in mm-hmm. previous where you go, he's going to take a couple of months to get used to clock. He's brought in a bleeding load of them and said, here, we're all just going to have to learn this together. And I think he's enjoying it. I think he's actually ended up enjoying something that he thought might be a bit a, a bit fucking tedious as the season goes on. Perspective both ways? Yeah, absolutely. But I think if you look at Klopp and the way he is at the minute, I would be very, very excited about between now and the end of the season. And we may win one trophy, no trophies, four trophies, but enjoy it. Because I'm telling you, even at the end of the season, regardless of what happens... I'm telling you, Klopp will enjoy it. And I, he'll probably be steaming the next season again going, do you know what? We laid a little bit of a marker there. We're going to improve again. So let's go again. It's it's not all about this season, but I think it's a great opportunity to just build on a bit of a mentality that's gone in there and a bit of, I think, a togetherness that I wasn't too sure would be there with all the new faces. But when you look at players like Joe Gomez realising that he's Joe Gomez again, and playing left back and, and being brilliant at it. When you see what Diaz has gone through and he's coming back, Darwin Nunes will come good. I've no doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, you look at Sabas, bit tired. This, this break will do him good. McAllister injury kind of hurting there that time. He'll be fine. It, there's loads of improvement to come from us. And I understand people saying, I'll oh, see, you will do this. See, will do that. There's loads of improvement in Liverpool. This is not Liverpool at their best. There's loads not of improvement. Even close. And if Liverpool throw it up another 4 or 5%, they
0: could be. There's, not, there's nobody, be there's there's nobody in this league. There's nobody in this league can live with us if we can get it right. I honestly look at every game that we've played this season. I've watched them all. I've watched every single game we both have. I could count on one hand the amount of times we've played well. But I think from 1 to 90, we've played really well. We've come off the pitch and we didn't have a dodgy half or a dodgy hour or something wasn't quite right. You can see the trajectory with this squad comparing to previous squads. Last year, you can see Klopp on the sideline. The frustration in his face, in his body language, was there for everyone to see. He could see what needed to happen, but I think he could also see that the players who were on the pitch couldn't do what he needed them to do anymore. Mm. And... It, it was literally a case of look, father. Time is still undefeated, and it, last season was proof of it. And he, he can't have known. He must have had. He had an idea with the way they transformed the midfield, the players they bought, the the profile of player they bought to play a certain way. To include Trent in that as well, he can't have thought. I can't think of any club that has rebuilt a midfield like we have, which is basically Curtis Harvey and Thiago when he's available is all that's left from what we had going back from our most successful period in recent years to turn around and rebuild the whole lot in one go and do what we're doing and know that the trajectory is there, the map is there to say this is only going one way. This is going to get so much better because imagine what Dominic Zabala is going to be when he's two and a half years into his Liverpool career, and his body is absolutely ready for the Premier League, you know, and he's he's tactically aware of everything that a central midfielder needs to be aware of. This is the first time Dominic Zabala has played left center midfield in his career.
1: He's a poor. He's a number ten, but you see, the thing is, Zabala is right. He's going in there and he's playing on the right of a tree or whatever way he wants to play, right? And the thing for me is, is that he's come in there and I actually think he's looked tired, right? But mm-hmm. the Premier League is different than any league in the world. I don't care anyone says. You can go on about Germany and this that, and that. Germany isn't like the Premier League. Just not as quick. I don't care what anyone says, right? And I think he's looked really good. And then I think part of it is the physical side of it. Um, what is expected what's demanded of you in the Liverpool midfield that hasn't changed regardless of the personnel that hasn't changed yeah. and I think you, you'll see that with Gravenberge as well I think you've seen that a little bit where Gravenberge is like oh fuck me this is a long 90 minutes in the Liverpool side I even have a lot of the ball we do so much running around the place and I think Sabah's as well has kind of he's oh, what, what's the word I'm looking for he's sacrificed I think some of his own game to help the team at times because you have to remember, there's a lot of players around him learning as well. Do you know the sort of yeah. way? So it's it's one of those where there's a mixture of them being tired and there's a mixture of them being a little bit of, a little bit of sacrifice for the better good. Now this little injury that can happen when you're tired, yeah, that's yeah. fine. I get that, um, but I think it might do him some good. Couple of games away, get back, recover, come back fresh, and you might. And I know your time with two and a half years into his Liverpool career. I, I'd yeah. actually put it out there that Sobos Luka could become a massive, massive player for us again going into March, season. April, May. Yeah, because of his running power, his directness. He, yeah. he has a serious engine on him. And make no bones about it, when you get into March, April, May, players start to tire after a long season. You see that. And the teams that come to the fore are the teams that can keep going and keep that intensity up. And Liverpool, for me, are one of those. Um, yeah. well, the, the main thing we wanted to talk about tonight was Jurgen Klopp. Because there's a couple of rumours going around that, you know, he we, we might look to extend. He is contract to Liverpool 2026. 20, that would leave him at 59 years of age, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's my only worry. Is he going to go into his sixties as a Liverpool manager? But, um, I'm going to talk about Jürgen Klopp in a second. I want to talk about where you think we are with him. Um, Should he extend? I'm presuming you're going to say yeah to that. And how long should he extend for? And what would the reasons be behind extending? Because people will look and go, he's ahead of schedule here, lads. If he goes and wins two league titles in the next three years, he might call her a day. And that's, that's definitely, um, that's definitely one of those where it could happen. Before we do though, um, I want to get a mention where loads of people are in here and you haven't missed it. And if you're listening tomorrow, yep, you'll hear this as well. But our charity fundraiser is on. It is for the lighthouse in Dublin. It is for fans supporting Phil Banks in Liverpool. It is a 10,000 euro target. Um, we're up to a thousand euro. There was a guy who gave us 500 euro today, which I said we only wow. started and we got 500. Someone just walked in 500 quid today. I was like, what is going on here? Wow. But brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, I'll, I'll get their name. Um, um, because I think they deserve to be mentioned. I will get it for you, but the target is 10,000 euro. The link is in the description. If you can donate, please do so. Right, Listen, this can take um, this will literally take two minutes of your of your time right? to click on the link and donate or click on the link and share it. You, you know you can share it in multiple groups in, in literally seconds. That's all the help we're asking for. We're going out and we're organizing uh, the golf day. We're going to organize prizes, sponsorship, all sorts of stuff. We're going to push and push and push this over the next six months. So what we're asking for is to take a minute or two out of your time for, not for us. For fan support and food banks and for the lighthouse, two organizations that help people every day on a voluntary basis and help people that are struggling to make ends meet. Alright? And if there's people out there that are struggling to make ends meet, they deserve your help. Right? They deserve your help. No matter where they're from, what their background is, if they're struggling to put food on the table, they deserve. They deserve people to give them a dig out. It could be a pound, two pound, five euro, ten euro, 500 euro. If you all want to look, look and throw in 500 and make this easy, <laughs> you can. But the link is there. Please, please, please donate if you can. If you can't, I, we fully understand that. But sharing it is massive. Share it to somebody and just put a little tag underneath. Really good cause. You know, this podcast, they do it every year. You know, I don't think 10,000 is too big of a target. It might end up being... But I think it'd be it makes such a difference. 5000 euros to fans support and field banks is a joke of amount of money to give them. It's huge. Like I remember we done it for them a couple of years ago and we actually shopped online at Asda and got to ship to them, I think it was. And I think we spent something like a hundred and thirty or forty pounds sterling. And the amount of stuff we bought for it was madness. So five thousand euros to them would be huge. 5,000 euros to the lighthouse in Dublin would would mean that that cafe that serves homeless people, gets food packages to people that are struggling to make ends meet, that would mean that that cafe could stay open way more hours, looking after way more people in whether it be the depths of winter, late at night, early in the morning, freezing cold out, wherever it is, that means that can stay open more hours throughout the week so they can look after the people that need it. All right, And you get cynical people saying, you know, Oh, them people, do they really need it? Trust me. I know for a fact these people need it because somebody very close to me walks with these people and the person tells me, trust me, these aren't people wandering off the street going, I'll get a free meal and going home to a nice cosy house or apartment. They simply aren't. Okay? They're coming from homes that they're in that they literally can't on the heating. They have no food. Right? They, they just don't have it for varying reasons. And the likes of the lighthouse and fans apart and food banks are so, so good at helping these people. So it takes two minutes to donate or share. And if you share it and someone donates and they share it on and someone donates, before you know it, you have so many people. You have so, so many people that will benefit from this. And so many people donate and get us to that target. On the golf day, the golf day is the 7th of June. Um. <coughs> When I say limited spaces available, I mean, I'm like, I might be down to the last 10 or 12 spaces because people have just ringing me going, I'll play, I'll play, I'll play because everyone hears it's a great, great bit of crack. Um, if you want, if you want to donate, make a donation, um, for prizes where you donate us money, we buy the prizes, we raffle them off. Or if you want to play on the day, or if you want to sponsor a whole, a long drive, a, a nearest the pin talkingcop one at gmail.com dot one at gmail T A L K I N K O P one at ...at gmail.com. All right? There was one guy... ...he says he loves the podcast. I don't see him in the live chat. I'm presuming he listens. His name is Al Nolan. I think it's Al Nolan. I've emailed him a couple of times back. I haven't heard back from him... ...but he does want a spot... ...but I needed to confirm it. So the only way I can think of getting to him now... ...after emailing him a couple of times... ...is to say it on the show. So Al Nolan, if you're listening... ...please answer our email... ...because I know you want a spot... ...and if you do... ...I don't want it to go away on you. And I want to make sure... ...that if you want to come or a friend... Or two friends that I have enough spots here, because you did put your name forward early. So that's where we are on that. Genuinely, the golf day has the potential to raise close to three or four thousand euros on the day. Right. Which is not much compared to some of those big massive golf days you see out there with big auctions and stuff like that. But three or four thousand is 40 to forty percent of our target. Listen, if you can help, donate, share, give us money for when we'll buy prizes. Play on the day, or sponsor something on the day. You will make a huge, huge difference. Gav looks like Brian from the Impractical Jokers. Says Vishwadeep Shinde, or Shinde. I don't know. Let me know if I tell you name. Brian from the Impractical Jokers. He's the fat bloke. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he was fat, <laughs> um, not for long. Not for long. Not for long. Yeah. Um, so that's where we are on the charity stuff. I like to say it before. We, we start losing people at the end of the show. And look, we do this podcast to bring football stuff, to have a laugh, bring people together, have a good community and stuff. But the charity stuff outweighs all of it come the end of the year. It genuinely does. When we sit down at the end of the year, we go, that was a good season. Yeah, but didn't we do well on the charity? That was brilliant to see this crowd or that crowd getting money and being able to do so much stuff. Like, you know, uh, like 27,000 we ended up at for the breast cancer. Like you know they wanted to start in Troy Rays 5 we ended at 27,000 you know what I mean so That's we crazy. can do it we can absolutely do it anyway um Garamack says the McDonald boys will be making a mockery of the game of golf and junior make a mockery ourselves most days of the week lads <laughs> let's be fair Um but Jurgen Klopp before we go Um 2026 so you're looking at this season next season the season after three seasons two and a half left um we're not arguing the point that he should extend the Kev. We're not going to go into that. We're not going to make we're not no. going to make silly arguments. You know, silly questions get you stupid questions get you stupid prizes. Um what do we do to make him extend to 2028, 20, Kev? Because I think there's viable options and viable things to throw at him, but his age and what his team could possibly do in the next three seasons might actually stop him from extending. Because I'm I'm I love the man. I love everything about him. I think he's the most influential manager. Not the most influential person, but the most influential manager at Liverpool Football Club since Bob Paisley. Um, What do we do? Do we just let him enjoy it and hope he just says, look, I can't step away from this because I'm dreading the day he walks away from this football club.
0: I'm not ready for that conversation, that's for sure. Um, I don't think he's got... I think he's looking at it this season Last summer and this season now, I don't think he's been in a more powerful position ever at Liverpool than he has been this summer. And he can walk into FSG office on first at the end of the season and say, look, this is what we achieved when you gave me one season as sole arbiter of what happens in the club. I always think he had a say over who comes and who goes, but I think this season, to me, it feels like he's he. It's his club, lock, stock, and, and two smoking barrels. I th- I watched a podcast, uh, or no, I watched an interview that Jamie Carragher did going back a while, and he was talking about Klopp, and he was saying, talking about his strength and his power and his influence at the club. And I think the only thing that you could say to I think him staying is a massive pull in the transfer market first and foremost because I still believe the player he is he is the main reason that we can sign the calibre of players that we're we are for the price that we're getting them that is because players are making it known that they want to come to Liverpool to play for him he's hands down the best manager in the world and outside of Carlo Ancelotti um the ga- Carlo Pep Jurgen Klopp the gap is it's a massive chasm as to who's next because the other side of it is like you said he's going to be turning sixty it could be a case down to do I want to commit and I like the idea of the two the rolling two year contract decided twelve eighteen months out so he's committing to a three to four years at a club, Do you know. If if there's, I mean, there's murmurings coming out at the minute that he's con- that he could be contemplating extending again. If you look at it, that's he's two and a half years away from it now. If you're going into the summer transfer window, and Jurgen Klopp's got two years left, and you're trying to sign X player to a five-year deal, that player is going to be asking, you, "So, well, Jurgen is there for two years." It's going to take me six months to get used to his way of playing and to get myself into the first team and to solidify my spot. He's going in 18 months. Do I really want to commit that much time and everything everything to Liverpool? So I think if he extends to to say he's 62 and you're going to sign a player and Jürgen's going to be there for four years, it's a hell of a lot of pulling power in, in the transfer market for one. It, it's good for the sponsors of the club. It's good for the owners. I think the heat that he deflects away from FSG because of what he's producing on the pitch is massive. Um, they're able to get away with a lot, of, an awful lot of stuff that if we weren't as successful on the pitch over the, the span of his career, he, they wouldn't be getting away with it. And the other side of it is if you're looking to extend players' contracts. Um, Mo Salah for one. Virgil van Dijk is another. Virgil could easily... You could easily see Virgil becoming like Thiago Silva at Chelsea. Thiago Silva, he plays for Chelsea, he's still doing an absolutely fantastic job. When you actually watch him as a defender at 39 years of age, there is no reason in this day and age that Virgil van Dijk can't play into his late 30s at a really high level. But to do that, you need him to be able to commit to a manager as well, as well as the club committing to the players. Having Jürgen around to be able to, to mastermind that and to build that is what you need. If he's not going to do it, then a succession plan has to be put in place and a transfer policy has to be put in place around that. So the behind closed doors, the club... Are, we don't fall into the trap. What happened with Arsenal, with Wenger? What happened to United, with Ferguson? We have to learn these lessons as well. So I think these next six months, fingers crossed, hopefully we see something and he extends for another 18 months, two years. But I think this next eight, this next six months will be telling.
1: Emmett says the last couple of seasons he looked to be battle-worn and weary. He looks rejuvenated this season. I think he extends to 2028. 20, I think.
0: I think he's the only had, thing. I, what's, let me just, before you get into your three in a thought. Let me just say this: He could go into any job in world football if he wanted to be the next the next Real Madrid manager. If he wanted to go to the most cash-rich club to buy any player he wants and live in a nice climate in a lovely city and play in a brand new stadium, he could go and take any job in world football he wants to do. He's chose to extend now what twice. Yeah. He loves he loves living in Liverpool. He's settled in the area. And the fact that I think a lot of people in the area as well, I think he's left alone. You know, he he lives his life in and around where he lives and nobody bothers it. You know, so I think that there's a quality of life aspect to this as well. And as long as the missus is happy and he's happy to commit, I think he says. Yeah.
1: I, am not, I, I, think he's at Liverpool in 2026. 20, I don't think anything happens between now and then where he leaves the club because I don't really give a fuck what happens. Um, or how bad it gets for Liverpool. You don't get rid of Jürgen Klopp. It's as simple as that. No. He has more money in the bank than anybody. Um, and if I ever hear anybody going, he has to go. i just fuck off. Right. Um, like genuinely fuck off. People like saying he looked battle weary last season. I think he did. I think he, for what he wanted to do. I don't think he had the thing at his disposal. and part of that's his fault and he probably, he he takes that, you know, he he takes that responsibility and he he takes some of the blame for that. (coughs) But going back to what we said at the start, to me, he just looks like, he just looks like someone's lit a fire under him and it looks like he's just gone into this season and it's new. Maybe he was getting a bit bored of the same players every year and being good, but I want something different. I want so, I want to challenge myself in a different way within the the job I have. And I think that's kind of lit a fire under him. And I think I just, um just as his family lover, his lads and his wife love Liverpool. They absolutely do. And his, his kids are getting older, you know, and did he stay in Liverpool? His grandfather knows well. Yeah. Did he stay in Liverpool? Did he live back? Did he go back to Germany to live? Did he live? You know, and you have to take all this into consideration as a man that would be in 2026, 59 years of age do you know what I mean so I just think I've brought it up because I just when I seen him after the match yesterday I just thought, to me and I did what every time he win and every time he just looks like he's fucking you know when he looks like he's fuming and happy and just like he's like something out of bleeding yeah. 300 running around the place like he's you know and he's just ready to fight anyone I every time I look at him I go I just can't imagine the club without this man and I was thinking to myself would he extend would he not I am on the fence whether he will or not um, I think if we were to win a load of trophies in the next year or two, that might actually go against us because he might feel he has something to prove. <laughs> but having said that, I could, I could genuinely see us winning a load of trophies between now and 2026. 20, and he goes out on the highest of highest and says, you know what? I have brought it all. I've done it all. I'm 59 going on 60. I've given you, I've literally given you 10 years of me life. You know what I mean? I've given you 10 years, yeah. me, nearly 20% of me life. Do you know what I mean? Um, But I think, the, and I know it's easy to say the club should give everything they possibly can to keep him. I'm sure they will. I just thought i bring it up because I thought to myself, does success right now lessen the chances of an extension? Oh, I'd love to know what people think.
0: I think that you got to look at what he's building now. If you think back to the first build that he had at Liverpool, his first probably two transfer windows and you could see where the club was going, because we all bought into it tr- straight away. If he sees this squad as starting to achieve similar things, but with the possibility of doing it on a more level playing field, because it's the one thing now with FFP that where it wasn't... A few
1: people have mentioned in the chat there that, that whatever happens to City could make it, could...
0: I don't think it'll it's be, even to do with city. Be I think, I think, I think you're looking at what happened, what's happened with Everton, the, what restrictions Manchester United have had to go through with their ability to sign players. Arsenal the same. They didn't happen three, four years ago. Three, four, five years ago, clubs were spending willy nilly, and FFP was just something pie in the sky that we talked about. It was never enforced. Now it's being there's strict. There's much more stringent on it. And I think it's leveled the playing field for Jürgen to play in. And I think that's only going to get better for us because of how we run going forward. And he might be able to look at it and say, well, if we can match the totals that we've achieved, we're going to be in a better position to win more silverware. And I think winning will become a drug for him. That as long as the team is young and is progressing and... He's able to add the quality he wants to and incorporate it in the way he wants to. I think he'll just want more and more and more because, like I said, 10, it'll be 11 years he'll have been at the club. He signed in October 2015. Yeah. You know, contracted up until 2026. Yeah. Yep. 11 years. If he it can start seeing... 11 years, yeah. Yeah. If he can start seeing the last three, four years of, of that stint... It's every, there's every possibility that it could be he's more successful.
1: Yeah, we don't I just, know. I, I, I'm just for me. I'm just hoping that if if he gets what he's trying to do here, if he gets it right, he probably looks and goes, oh, "I can't leave this behind. We can't built do something again, yeah. here, and you know, we've four season. We are brilliant. Don't know what's going to come in this season. Second season, won this. Third season, won this. You know, and in fairness, like. Another two years, sixty-one loads of miles left in them. Twenty twenty-eight, but still, when twenty twenty-seven comes and we think we're losing club in twenty twenty-eight, yeah. me and you'll be sitting here going, "What can we do to get him to extend to <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that's just and I guarantee to comp- you,
0: we'll we we'll <laughs> we'll just say the same. So we just replay.
1: We we'll just replay okay. this and uh, go off and have a few points. Yeah. Um, but no, look, no. Brian O'Halloran says he's a footballing romantic. Where else would he go? Don't think he'd want to go to Barca at Madrid and he wouldn't like PSG or Bayern. The German job is always the one that comes up and every, I always worry because he's contracted in 2026 and there's a World Cup in 2026. I always worry that, yeah, oh. Germany have a shite World Cup. Liverpool, he's out of college and he ends up taking it. So there you go. That's where I think that's where yeah. it worries me. Um, John Lennon left the Beatles. The world kept turning, says Chris Ball. Fuck off, Chris. But this is bigger Word than John Lennon leaving the Beatles for fuck's sake. Um, but anyway, that has been the talking cop for this Monday night. We're back tomorrow with the 30 at ten a.m. So this morning's one was mad, and um, they all are. If um, I might ask a few of the lads, if anyone wants to come on during the week with me, and um, they might be able to come on. Um, tomorrow night, I think we might we might be doing a transfer show tomorrow night. We may not. We might leave, leave that to Thursday. So that may not be out tomorrow night, but we will have the Fulham stuff on Wednesday. And we will have the, um, might, I think it'll be a transfer of stuff on Thursday. And then we'll be into the break and all, won't we? And then it'll be 10 days of doing day whatever yeah. we can. Um, you never know. We might even do an old members watch along for Fulham. You never know. You might try organise something for Maybe. that. Yeah, we might. Maybe. Yeah. Right. That has been it. Kev, anything else before we go? Yeah. Um,
0: look. Today, uh, Franz Beckabar passed away. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Se- 78 years of age. I mean, the guy's CV stacks up against anyone. And you're looking what happened with Mario Segalo passed away as well a couple of days ago. Those two were two of three people in the world who've managed and played and won World Cups. You know, there's only one yep. left now. There's only one left alive, uh, Didier Deschamps. Twitchy, I said, did you at the minute? But, yeah, look, Franz Bagnon did it all. You know, uh, two Ballon d'Ors in the FIFA team of the century redefined the position of centre-back. Played something like 568 games for Bayern Munich, something stupid like that. Scored 78 goals for Bayern Munich from centre-back. He was ridiculous. He was a ridiculous player. But it culminated for people our age, I suppose, in the 1990 World Cup Germany side, where he managed the German the German side, the West Germany side, as it was then, yeah. to win the World Cup in 1990. And then goes on to 2006, gets the World Cup for Germany, becomes the president of Bayern Munich and vice president of the German Federation of you know, the German national team. He's literally done everything in the game. And to a man, everyone who's spoken about him today, glowing tributes, none more so than from Kenny Dalgleish, who talked about how honoured he was to receive his 100th cap for Scotland from uh, Franz Beckenbauer. And look, 78 years of age is not an old man in today's world. So I rest when,
1: in peace. Yeah, absolutely, and he's lived some life. And fairness to him, when you when you look. at oh that. Yeah. yeah, I am, and if, if for any of the younger people out there, and when I say younger, anyone under probably forty that doesn't know um uh, Franz Beckenbauer, uh, go and check out just YouTube Franz Beckenbauer because he scores he's, some yeah. sensational goals as well. By the way, uh, Red yeah. Steve says Klopp is bigger than the band that's bigger than Jesus. Says Gav. Yeah, absolutely. Klopp is bigger than the band that's bigger than Jesus. Absolutely. All day, every day and twice on Sundays. Um, Klopp, yeah, 100% he's bigger than that band and Jesus. Both of them together. Um, yeah. Apparently Roy Keane is calling Bruno Fernandez clever for going down for a penalty earlier on. That should be the crack on Twitter. Um, so, um, <laughs> I'm off to. Get ready for tomorrow's show. 10 a.m. The 30, for members. If you're not a member, become a member. It's a euro a week. It's the crack just for the Monday morning shows alone, where I usually sit on my own, talk a bit about football, and then just react to what you're saying in the chat. This morning was about people sticking their heads in exhausts, which was crazy. It's some mad sort of thing they do, um, up in Donegal. Um, fog lights. Straight up there. Fog lights was in there this morning. Um, there was all sorts of mess going that. on. Um, of course, Brian was telling him about his farmyard stuff. He was going off to a conference on artificial insemination, which was for cows, by the way, um, which was which was the business. So, um, yeah, listen, it is a football channel, but every morning at ten o'clock we talk football, we talk randomness, and we just get our day off to a nice laughing start. I suppose that has Definitely. been the talking cop for Monday night. Thanks, me and the Kev. Thanks, me and everyone in the chat. Go and donate. Or share that link. Make sure it's the first thing you do when you after you watch this, or after you listen to it tomorrow. Thanks a million! Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.